0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Yellow Line, a true crime podcast. I'm your host, LJ, and today we have an amazing guest host joining me for an interview. All the way from the United Kingdom, I'm joined by true crime king Joshua Miles. Joshua Miles began covering true crime on their YouTube channel on October 7th, 2018, and since then has amassed over 6,685,000 views on over 80 true crime cases now available on their YouTube channel. Recently, as of June 28th, 2020, Joshua hit 100,000 subscribers. With just shy of two years' dedication to the true crime community under his belt, we are here to talk about true crime YouTube and what the future holds for Joshua Miles.
1: I did not know I, I had that many views on the channel. <laughs> I did some research. Wow. I, I didn't, didn't know that. didn't know that at all.
0: Yeah, no, you're you're killing it on YouTube. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um let's get into the first question. How did you get interested into true crime?
1: <laughs> so uh I think I've always had an interest in to mystery. I mean, when I was younger, my my mom and I used to watch um murder she wrote on television. Uh like after school and like if I was ill, we'd just watch these crime shows. Obviously that's fictional crime. Um, but the key, like, turning point was really the Madeline McCann case. Um, I think that is such a notable case, especially within the UK, uh, of its impact on my generation. Um, and from there I just started researching, cr- like, different crimes, fictional or, like, non-fictional, true crimes. Um, and then I started watching people like Kayleigh Elise on YouTube, Kendall Ray. And then one thing led to another, and I decided to start a channel to try and get the, the, the stories out there of people who don't have much coverage uh, in the media. Because at the end of the day, you can't control what the media put out, but you can control. It's the beauty of YouTube. You can control what, what content you create, um, and you can use that platform to help tell a victim's story.
0: That's really awesome, yeah. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I decided to join True Crime as well, is I had such a passion for watching the videos, and I was like, you know what? I could totally research these kind of cases. Like, that is so within my abilities. <laughs> and I had done exactly. YouTube before, that... so I just was like, you know, the... it's now or never. Just gotta do it.
1: Ex- right, yeah, and the more that you... uh The more YouTubers and more people that are doing this, I think the better. I don't think there's ever a competition in the true crime community because the more exposure on different cases, the better. It's not like it's, um, you know, like conventional YouTubers who always have competitions to like who can get the most subscribers and they put their fan bases against one another and stuff like that. I think in true crime, it's a very, very different scene. It's almost just, it's almost like amateur investigative journalists um, all coming together to, to give a voice to those who don't necessarily have a voice anymore.
0: I love that. I love that. And, uh, it's very true. You know, people like you have, um, been really great to, to me so far. Um, I also have talked to Gabby and she's really nice too. I love
1: Gabulosis.
0: Yeah. Um, so she, uh, (laughs) and me have like talked a little bit and, uh, obviously you, so it's been great to like get to know some people within the community for sure.
1: Yeah, I, when I did my, I think it was my first video, maybe my second, uh, Gabulosis and I started DMing on Instagram and she's been supportive since day one, like quite literally, so it's been, she's such an amazing person.
0: Aww, I hope I get to know her better, uh, as, you know, my YouTube journey goes on.
1: I'm sure you will.
0: So you seem to have a pretty strong niche in true crime, and almost all your videos on your channel are related to that topic at this point. Um, Have you ever wanted to branch into any other categories on YouTube, though?
1: Uh, If you follow me on Twitter, you know that um, I talk a lot about current events that are not true crime related. Um, And I love to do, like, commentary style videos on my second channel in the future and stuff about, you know, just anything that really takes my fancy. Do you know what I mean? I just just like creating content, so I don't ever want to just box myself into one genre. But I'd never do anything... I'd never do anything not true crime on the main channel, just because people, I it just doesn't feel right to change that style, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, no, I can understand that. Like, you've built up your audience in an audience that likes true crime, so kind of changing up the content, especially now that you're established in true crime, it kind of could be a little bit weird for the people that subscribed if they're not looking for that kind of content.
1: Exactly, exactly. And I mean, the whole purpose of the channel is talking about people's stories so
0: I like that I like that was Joshua Miles your first ever channel or did you have any uh other channels
1: yes it is it was my first channel um I think it's 10 or 11 years old I made it in 2009 um when I was in year like year five year six in school so that's the end of junior school um so I would have been like 11 or 11 years old 10 years old well yeah that works out with the maths. Yeah, cuz I'm 21 now and 10 years back there yeah, that works. <laughs> <laughs> um maths maths was never my strong suit. Um but yeah, I I made it back then with one of my friends. Um hmm. and it was we wanted to do Pokemon tutorials. So my first videos I still have them are uh, made in Windows Movie Maker.
0: Oh my god. And
1: uh they are they are Pokemon tutorials on how to complete certain parts of uh, Pokemon Diamond and Pearl.
0: <laughs> you said you still have clips of that.
1: <laughs> oh, I I I don't delete any videos.
0: That is amazing. I'm a bit of a
1: hoarder. And around that same age, I, uh, me and my friend were really into like make. We just created content all the time. We just go around to each other's houses and create content. Um, and we always made like horror, like you know those rubbish like kiddie films that uh people make um and we'd make so much content all the time like one of them was reverse was called reverse riot and um it's basically the entire video is in reverse and it's got no storyline at all it just looks really cool so we made it uh one day after school i mean um and really that's where my passion for creation Especially within the video field stem from was just experimenting and playing around with what you can do with the camera um, When I was younger,
0: I love that. I love that a lot. You know, I've been on YouTube in some capacity or another For years as well. I started my YouTube channel for music actually um, and I was a performing musician in Metro Detroit for God years <laughs> and um, <laughs> You know, it didn't go anywhere, really. But from there, you know, I've kind of branched into a million different directions with my channel. I've done, like, just vloggy style, you know, whatever, challenge videos, all of that kind of stuff. And none of it really ever felt like it meant anything. Mm. And so I really like True Crime because every video, you can really just see when people, like, watch it how much of an impact it can make. Um, And I've always wanted to make an impact.
1: Exactly. So it's 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 meaningful, it's definitely meaningful. It's definitely important. I
0: think um we definitely need more. I think there's maybe like I think I've seen maybe forty true crime channels in total, um uh, which is probably a lot more than there were when you started, but there's mm. definitely a huge <laughs> spot open for uh this niche, I think
1: definitely, and as I said earlier the more the merrier really the more the merrier. And also just going back to what you're saying, um, experimenting and involving your channel and content, I think it's just super important to never be comfortable and always challenging yourself. Um, it's how you make better content.
0: Yeah. Um, kind of like what you're saying with uh, making better content and challenging yourself when you were first starting out on YouTube. Um, and I know that was like a little while back, but when you first really started, what was your motivation to start doing true crime? And like, how did you kind of find that motivation to keep going and keep making more videos?
1: Right, so this is a, a bit of a backstory to it. Um, so at the time I was living in uh, Minneapolis, um, Minnesota in America, for those people who, I mean, I'm, if you watch the news, you'll know where Minneapolis is, it's definitely been in the, in the limelight recently and not for the best of reasons. Um, so I was living in Minneapolis at the time uh, working and I was 4,000 miles away from my family and friends for a long time, and I just needed something to do, like, on my off time, and something to, like, um, because I wasn't doing anything, I was just sitting in bed, like, doing absolutely nothing, and it was just getting me really down and really impacting on my mental health because i couldn't go out because i didn't have any friends in minneapolis that weren't work related i couldn't drive still can't drive but (laughs) that's besides the point um and the 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 area we were living in didn't to get an uber into downtown or to like anywhere where you could do anything was like 30 dollars um one way so i was like you know that's not an option I used to do go I used to go for walks and stuff and I walked like five miles down this track and every time I'd walk down I was listening to like podcasts and like I was always thinking like this is where like people go on these walks and it's always people on these walks or people walking dogs where they find dead bodies and I was like oh (laughs) um I was like please but I don't want that to happen (laughs) um but yeah I was um really not in a great place, so I was watching Alan O'Neill and George Marie, who are UK true crime YouTubers, and Stephanie Harlow, and I think at this point Kaylee Elise, I think she had stopped uploading, she hadn't yet deleted the channel yet, but um, I just thought, you know, I'm just gonna give it a go, really, I'm just gonna give, like, try, and um, I wanted to do cases that were definitely not covered before um again just to give more media attention to it and i mean i had a background at that time in videography and editing and that whole thing so i wanted to apply that to that interest if that makes sense and i wanted to uh, kind of develop those skills a lot more
0: yeah no that makes tons of sense um you said you were in M- minneapolis minnesota um Hmm. it's like really close to michigan (laughs) like not really close but you know um how long were you in minnesota for
1: uh it would be six months of the year for like two years oh
0: wow you were there for a while
1: yeah yeah it was uh it was a lot of fun we had a really good time there but um i left that job so
0: Was it um, just you that was there, or did you have like a roommate that you went with, or something?
1: So I was working uh, and living at my boss's house in <laughs> Minneapolis, but it's a, I, my boss is still one of my close friends. To okay, this day, so that works out. Uh, it was it was it was a lot of fun and he uh, was super interesting, um, but it's not something that you could ever do long term.
0: Yeah, no, <laughs> I understand that you definitely plan on staying in the uk from now on or
1: i i mean i i'm not patriotic but i do love the uk and predominantly because of the nhs i i can't imagine having to outwardly pay to get like medical attention like the fact you have to pay for an ambulance what the hell, what what is with that yeah <laughs> yeah it's yeah i'd rather just get an uber <laughs>
0: I'm it's sure probably it cheaper <laughs> like i'm so sure somebody's probably done that to be fair but yeah no right, a exactly. hundred yeah.
1: uh, my my prescription medication cost me nine pounds like that's it yeah nine great British pounds
0: 50 per and I have three so and that's for mm, just a month
1: see I'm not down for that <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah America's a little bit behind on a lot of places yeah
1: <laughs> It's okay, we'll let you off. Your country is only, what, like, 300 years old? No, it's 284 or something today, right? It's the 4th of July for me.
0: I mean, it is the 4th of July today, but I, uh, you know, have avoided the celebrations because of recent events. So, we were just talking about, uh, what you were doing when you first started out on your channel. Um, when did you start to realize that you were kind of onto something here with your YouTube channel?
1: Um... You know, I still don't think I've realized that.
0: <laughs> well, you um, are on to something with your YouTube channel, in case you have I, not realized.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, it still doesn't hasn't set in that it's, like, my job now, if that makes sense. It just feels like I'm doing my hobby full-time. But um, if I were to pinpoint, like, for real, a time, it would have been around my 21st birthday last July. Um... I think I just hit 20,000 subscribers. It was the end of the Summer of True Crime uh, event. And I was just on my way to LA with my girls to have a fun holiday and a good celebration. And I think it just set in that like, this really could be something. Oh, well, I mean, that was also the first, that was the first month as well, where YouTube paid me as well. Um, But then, uh the next month uh they disabled monetization on my channel for a month so <laughs> it was kind of a mixed emotion kind of month um but that's just because it was too crime. they were like this was at the time when they were very very weird about what they were promoting and stuff on youtube because of dramageddon 2 which we're not going to get into but uh not <laughs> <channel>. <laughs> um, yeah they uh that was when every True Crime YouTuber was trying to figure out how we can continu- continue what we're trying to do, but also pay the bills.
0: Right. That's always important. That's why I still have my day job, um, which, you know, yeah. if I could totally do YouTube full time, that would be the dream. But <laughs> right, working on that.
1: You'll get there. You'll get there.
0: I, the I first
1: so. right The, the first 1,000 subscribers is the most difficult a thousand you will ever, ever get. Then after that, it just gets easier and easier.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm at 1,298 last time I looked, something like that, so almost 1,300. Right. Um, So, you know, I grew that pretty fast. Uh, It's been a month and three weeks that I relaunched my channel, and when I started back up, I only had 650. Well, there you go.
1: Magic. So you'll get doubled.
0: There. Yeah, I'm. I'm really. That's excited. better than I
1: did. I think I was uploading for like since that first video in October, through till maybe March time. I don't know when Summer of True Crime started. I know that I got a thousand subscribers at the beginning of February of that year. So I was. I it was a difficult time to get from to a thousand on that, but also oh. At that time, I didn't have good internet in my home, so I'd flown back um, from Minneapolis and I was at my parents' home, which is on a rural farm in the middle of nowhere in England. And the internet is, at that time, absolutely horrendous. So I used to have to, for every single video, I used to have to download it onto my phone, then walk up the fields to find Signal on top of a hill and stand on the hill for half an hour whilst it uploaded on my phone... <laughs> I could go down, and I I used to do that in the snow, in the rain, like regardless of the weather. I used to just go up there and stand up there like it's freezing cold. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it it's, and I mean I'm still not got the best internet, and hopefully when I move to the new house, we'll have amazing internet. But um, yeah, it's still a struggle, but I don't have to go stand in a field anymore, Yeah, <laughs> which I'm very grateful for. But um, yeah, I used to do that without like even thinking that it was like strange or like it was, but I just, I just like to get my content up, you know?
0: I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do to upload, right?
1: Exactly, the grind never ends.
0: <laughs> the internet here is so bad. Like I lost power for all of 10 seconds today. And then the internet was out for an hour and seven minutes.
1: Oh no. That's really not it.
0: We just celebrated literally last Sunday your achievement of hitting 100,000 subscribers on YouTube. What's your next YouTube Woo! goal? <laughs> I know, right?
1: <laughs> uh, my next YouTube goal, um, I mean, 1001.
0: <laughs> You'd hit that
1: already. Oh, 101 is what I meant. 100. Am I 101,000?
0: Yeah, I think I looked. Oh. Yesterday or something when I was doing I,
1: more research. I I took uh, I took this week off because my printer broke, so I couldn't research properly. So I haven't really been doing anything. Oh, I do have a hundred one thousand. Well, a hundred two thousand then. That's <laughs> the next goal. I I don't really set long term goals um. For things, uh, but if if it's I don't know if if I were to say one, I guess, the next goal would be. 150,000, I guess um, I'm gonna try and, I'm try and gonna try and get that by the end of the year I, on New Year's Eve this year My goal is 100,000 by the end of the year So I guess 150,000 is the next one But I don't really pay attention all too much To those arbitrary numbers
0: That's fair That's a good way Cause... to look at things
1: Yeah, because if you spent your life Looking at the numbers Then you're just gonna get Sad <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it can happen, it can definitely Maybe happen. That,
1: I, I think that might just stem from my hatred for maths. I don't like mathematics. Um, so I don't like numbers. I hate maths so I hate all numbers. All numbers are rude. Um. <laughs>
0: That's funny. Um, well, looking back on uh, your journey to 100k, would you have done anything different?
1: Consistently uploaded. There were times where I just uploaded maybe two videos a month um, because I was doing other things, um, but it wasn't the forefront of my attention at the time, if that makes sense. Um, And never allowing myself to feel comfortable.
0: I like that. So going off of that question, what kind of advice do you have for smaller channels or newcomers to the true crime community like me?
1: If, if, if you want to start a channel, this is if you've never uploaded a video, just do it, in the words of Shia LaBeouf, don't think too much about it, do your research on the case, make the video and upload it, and then do it again, and then do it again, and with every time your content's going to get better and better as you practice with editing, you learn better research techniques you you evolve and you develop it's like playing the piano like the first time you play the piano it's going to not be the best like it might sound good but it it won't be the best but as you practice and practice you're going to develop better skills in playing the piano you're going to be able to play with two hands you're going to be able to you know do do better be able to sight read the music and stuff like that and the same applies to to creating content you just got to practice and constantly evolve your content. Always be looking for ways to make your content better. After you post a video, think, right, that was a great video. What can I do to make that better?
0: I love that. I literally love that. And it's advice that I've been taking without even having got it yet. So (laughs) thank you. Um, But yes, I I definitely, any video I make, every single one I try to do something new and something different. Um, Like for example, I'll change my background up, and I'll change out the photo every single video just to see if people are paying attention. And I've started get, getting comments on that, um, which is funny. And then
1: <laughs> I I haven't noticed that, but that's because I am not very good at um, noticing that kind of thing. And maybe that's just because I'm dumb. <laughs> I'm a very small circle of attention as it is. I just like stare at whoever's talking most of the time that's um, perfectly valid you could you know you know that psychology experiment where they got a lot of people to watch that video and pay attention to something but there was like a gorilla walking in the background
0: yes, the basketball. i would
1: fail that every time you could tell me you could tell me that gorilla is going to walk in the background and i would not be paying attention i'd be too busy judging someone's choosing choice like i, I would not be paying attention <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's pretty funny. Yeah. I mean, it is a good thought experiment, but yeah, that's like one thing I changed and then I've obviously changed like my, my music. I didn't have music on like my first video and now I do underneath. Um, And then I also tried working on making it more dynamic. So like having a soundtrack throughout rather than just like one song repeating itself for like 20 odd minutes.
1: Okay, I mean, you don't have to call me out like that. Like, oh, I do, do that sometimes. Oh, you know, I mean,
0: I didn't, you know, you do different songs, don't lie. <laughs> I've yeah, seen, no, like, I, and heard other songs. I do
1: have, like, a common background song that I use. Um,
0: I think that's good. It makes people can, familiar.
1: Yeah. I spend way too long trying to find the perfect piece of music.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've spent way too much time looking for songs um, on all of the different you know royalty free places and it takes forever to find the right song
1: right yeah and i found a really good one that i liked it kind of sounds like the minecraft music but i kind of like it so that's the one i use and it's that kind of it also goes back to what advice you'd give someone new to starting youtube consistency is also key so you'll notice i always say hi youtube at the beginning of the video and i always end the video by saying with all that being said i'll see you in the next case and it's those kind of consistent elements to a video that makes it familiar so when you do experiment it's not a shock to the viewer that you've done that so it still has that familiarity to it
0: I think that's important that's why I have like my sign on and my sign off too you know I I try to incorporate the name of my uh, podcast into both my intro and my outro so that people that's the first thing they hear and the last thing they think of when they leave the channel
1: right Right. Oh, so I have a theme chain. I just remembered that, (laughs) that whole theme thing that I do. (laughs) When I changed that, it was, that was very, I was very nervous for that because it was such a big change from what it used to be to the, what it is now. Um, and it, I was quite nervous with people's reactions. Thankfully it was very positive. Um, and it actually gave me a bit of a learning experience because it featured quite a bit of mild flashing lights. And, you know, I, didn't didn't think to put a a warning beforehand which i do now and i have in them since after that first one went live someone sent me a message saying that um a a warning would be would be good so i was like okay yeah no perfect because always listen to the people with constructive criticism i think that's important too. also know the difference between constructive criticism and just hate comments
0: <laughs> very important and a lesson I, not every youtuber has learned <laughs>
1: right and i mean it sometimes constrictive criticism can hurt as well um because you've put a lot of effort and time and a bit of your soul into every piece of content you create and when someone criticizes that it, you're just like ouch that kind of did hurt it but you got a point so <laughs> so uh yeah it's not being defensive as well um, also, don't just don't respond to hate comments. Just kind of ignore them. That's what I do most of the time. Sometimes I screenshot them if they're absolutely stupid and I tweet them out because, come on, you're just doing that to yourself. You're writing your own material here. You're giving me free, free content.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love when you tweet out the like craziest comments from the video. It's pretty funny. Um, right. speaking of your Twitter account, actually, so I noticed in your videos that you tend to be very factual and um, don't really like get into like an opinion or anything on the case, um, which is a little bit different than how I present my cases. I tend to put in a little bit of opinion on like what's going on. On Twitter, <laughs> you do tend to stand up for things that you believe in or share more opinionated things um, around the world and like what's going on. Do you feel like you'd ever share more opinionated pieces on YouTube or maybe in the true crime sphere or maybe in like a commentary style?
1: The thing that I have a constant battle with this because on one hand, yeah, expressing an opinion on a case was is important in some ways, and it's what a lot of people want, but on the other hand, one of my rules is to put myself in the shoes of a victim's family and friends, and if they were to watch that video, what would they think? And I just think they wouldn't want to hear some random white boy's opinion <laughs> from, like, on the internet about the case, which is why if I do have an opinion um, or I do like voice that in a video, I always put it right at the very end. So it's kind of like an optional thing. If you don't want to watch it, then you don't have to, uh, and you don't miss anything in the case, if that makes sense. So I also don't want to influence, the, the another thing that 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 is difficult is the fact that I have 100,000 subscribers. That's a lot of people and that's a lot of people that you could sway their opinions on something just because you said something like do you know what i mean yeah so i like to have it i like to have it so i don't express my opinion um generally through the case i mean sometimes i do like for instance this one time the defense no the prosecution called a called a a witness who was a psychic who magically got her memories back about what she saw after she had laser eye surgery like a few months after she had seen it she was magically like oh my gosh and I was like I'm not a scientist or anything but I'm fairly sure that's not how memory works <laughs> but you know it's just those 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 kind of little quips I think are fine but I, I don't if, if I was to express my opinion throughout then it could sway how other people think and I don't ever want to be directly influential on that that's why I like to present all the facts first so that someone can form their own opinion. And then I give my opinion and then I'm always like, what do you think about this case? Let me know in the comments because I like to know what other people think because what I think could present its own biases from what I've researched and from my own upbringing and you know, maybe from my own ignorance on certain, certain things. Um, whereas somebody else's experience can really give a great insight into a different opinion i never think having different a different opinion to someone is is an issue it's never like it's not an argument kind of thing it's it's i think it's really important to have to be able to ascertain a collection of opinions and if they all carry that same common theme then you know what the general consensus is um on the the case uh but obviously with some things, I mean, if you're being homophobic, then your opinion, you're entitled to it, but you're wrong. So, uh, <laughs> <I agree. laughs> you know, what I mean, there's, there's, there's just some things. But I think I think within in, in the realms of that, in terms of commentary stuff, um, I think I do talk a lot on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, one of my guilty pleasures is watching drama and like commentary videos on youtube especially because i was i was a viewer first before i was a content creator and i describe myself as being on twitter at least a stan account who just so happens to have a youtube channel like i'm 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 still like a beyonce stan account on twitter nothing's going to change that and and i don't know i haven't seen many beyonce
0: tweets lately
1: (laughs) that that's i mean she she's releasing something on Disney plus like was it today maybe it's out today I haven't I've been asleep (laughs) um not a true stand. uh no so right don't you start otherwise I'm coming over to your country and I'll I'll fight you anyway (laughs) um (laughs) square up I do talk a lot about for instance at the moment as of recording this podcast the uh Shane Dawson and Jeffrey Starster, yeah, is going down. And one of my, one of my, one of my closest friends is a YouTuber called Angelica Ols. Oh, I who, love her. She's like she is amazing. I, I love her. I've watched her
0: like since her channel started with the road to relevancy. Like she's one of my favorite people right? to
1: watch. I think she should do a road to relevancy for Shane Dawson. But anyway, oh my god, <laughs> that'd be great. so good. <laughs> right. Um. We, we, when Dramageddon 2 happened, so last year, we were texting a lot during that, and like, I just, because something like Dramageddon 2 so heavily impacted the YouTube community, I think that's why it interested me so much, because from in 2, viewers stopped being able to see the accurate sub count, and it affected monetization, like, they, there was a lot of fallout that a lot of people don't really realize from that event from more than just somebody being accused of being a, a predator um with no evidence by the way so a perfect example of uh guilty until proven innocent on twitter.com right
0: there <laughs> um
1: <laughs>
0: yeah i mean it's weird. true.
1: cancel culture is a is a oh it's not it um but some people they deserve to be cancelled
0: Everybody who is watching probably knows what's going on with Shane and Jeffrey. Yeah, those, and, Tati and also just don't
1: be racist, maybe. You know, life advice, don't be a racist. Um <laughs>
0: Don't be a racist.
1: I should I should have a book, you know. Don't don't murder people. Don't murder people. Don't be a racist. Don't be racist. We a should start racist. a Ten Commandments. <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah. Let's start our own
1: Ten Commandments.
0: Okay, perfect. I think that'll be the next YouTube bestseller book.
1: I think so. I think definitely... Well, it'll have to be a Kindle because no one can really go out and buy the book at the moment.
0: That's true. <laughs> or audiobook. Audiobooks are good. That's what I listen oh, to.
1: Oh, we could do audiobook. Anyway, <laughs> besides the point. <laughs> All right. Um, we'll put a no, pin so in I talk this. A, I t- we'll write a book together.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is going really well. Uh, no, I would uh, I would definitely, definitely want to as as soon as I move, I'm definitely looking to do more stuff on my second channel. I mean at the beginning of the year I bought a brand new camera, like a little like vlogging style camera that can do HD and it still does like the same quality. Um so I can do second channel videos, but where I am right now, I'm still I'm living in my family home. Mm-hmm. Um and it's there's not a lot of private space to be able to do that kind of thing. And my room is only just big enough to fit my current filming setup. Because my office, my filming my beds. My entire life and existence is within these four walls of my room, which so happens to be in the attic. So it's kind of two slanted, w- <laughs> slanted walls, and you know, so there's not that much space um, in here. Um, and I try to make it work, but there's just not. I don't want to be doing second channel videos in, with the f- same backdrop and stuff like that. So I do want to do commentary style videos, um, but I don't. I, I I just can't yet. But soon, Good. probably.
0: Please do. I look forward to them.
1: On the second channel, that is. On the second channel, not on the main channel. Oh, and also like plant tours and skincare and, you know, candles and music. anything that really takes my fancy. I, you you never know, right? You never know. I had a record deal when I was 16, so, you know, I might, I might. Really? (laughs) I've never known that. That's, well, there you go. I don't really talk about things. I don't really talk about my personal life too much.
0: That probably answers one of my questions for later. That's what, what is a secret about yourself that you've never shared with YouTube? I
1: I, I have a pet tarantula. <laughs> How many pets do. do you have? I feel I like do. you have a cat too, right? I, I have uh, two gerbils, two cats, two dogs and a tarantula.
0: Holy crap.
1: And then like 20 plants.
0: <laughs> Are you going to be allowed to take all those to your apartment? <laughs> Oh my god, that's so many animals that they're allowing. In America, you're max two, like always, unless you own the house. Really? And even if you own the house, a lot of cities have, like, bands. You can only have, like, three or four animals, max.
1: That's something that is crazy to me, because, like, you guys have, like, the Homeowners Association and stuff like that. Like, what is that? Like, I'm, if somebody else is trying to tell me what to do with my house, I would start a fight. Like, I would square up to them you know what i mean like you can't be telling me what to do with my own house i do not care (laughs) anyway anyway back to the questions
0: (laughs) what is your favorite case that you've covered on your channel
1: i would never say um don't take this as like a personal attack but i would never say that any case i've ever covered i'd never say anything's a favorite just because A favorite tragedy just makes, it doesn't feel right to me, if that makes sense. No, that's totally Um. fair. (laughs) (laughs) I get that. Um, No, I I maybe like, well,
0: because for example, I've covered an abduction case. um, And she survived Mm. and she's like alive and well and thriving and is like a advocate for like missing children. So that's like probably my Mm. favorite case I've covered because it had a happy ending. That's more what I meant by the question. (laughs)
1: okay <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> I was like what's your favorite murder? it's like that podcast my favorite murder I never understood
0: yeah there is a why
1: why do podcasts get away with saying like putting jokes in their podcasts and stuff all the time but if a YouTuber did that it would be the end of it do you know what I mean? podcasters are... yeah you podcasters I swear to
0: <laughs> I mean I'm a podcaster uh...
1: I mean, me too. I have crime time, but it's uh, it's a bit different. Um. Anyway, anyway, my favorite, not my. I would say the the video I'm most proud of.
0: Yeah, maybe like an edit or something. Is, like it doesn't have to be about the case itself.
1: Well, it would be the it would be the Mark Dutroux series. Um. It's also the series of three part. It was a three part series about Mark Dutroux, who was a prolific. He's very comparable to Jeffrey Epstein, um, but in Belgium. Um but it's also the series that i am most afraid of at the same time hmm. because it's not ever to- spoken about even though it is he was on this uh, massive level and had potential connections with Jeffrey Epstein and the royal family and you know all this and he not that's not to say he was like the mastermind of it it's speculated that he could just have been like one of the porn in a massive network but i'm equally terrified of that, it, so much that I would never go to Belgium. Wow! Yeah, that sounds. That's I am terrified because because I uncovered so much information for that series. I had to cut the series. there's so much information that I couldn't put in, and I had to cut the series short because I was just so paranoid on my mental health.
0: Oh man! Yeah.
1: I, I don't want to get killed. Like, I don't want to get. I don't want to become a true crime. <laughs>
0: Don't worry, I'll cover your case.
1: <laughs> you have full permission.
0: Perfect, good. Um, I'll just put that right before the, the video starts. <laughs> <laughs> well, since you said that, uh, would you have any cases that you would just never cover? Um, any, like, favorite cases that you like to hear about or anything? Uh,
1: well, my pet case would be the Madeline McCann case. That's just because, you know, it's been such a constant thing especially within the uk um for the past you know 13 years so that case is one that i wouldn't ever cover but it's also one that i, that I follow very very closely
0: is there anything that's completely off limits on your channel or something that you would never want to do or share on your channel like for an example like maybe some people don't want to cover gun violence is there any topic like that you would like avoid
1: school shootings 100% and that applies to school shootings in any country um because that amount of pain I just couldn't I just couldn't make the video like even if I was told that I had to make that video I just couldn't I'd I I I just be too emotional and something that you can't do when presenting facts is be too emotional when presenting them you can be imp- emotional when you're giving your opinions and stuff but when you're presenting the facts, it can it can give you bias, and it's it's a difficult balance to find. But school shootings is definitely one of them. Terrorist attacks is another one. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly, but that 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 one is it carries that too. But that one also has. I think this one applies to school shootings as well. But the conspiracy theorists, I could not deal with. If you were a a family member or a friend of one of the victims and you clicked on the video and you watched it and say yeah it could be a really respectful uh, video but then you scroll down to the comments and you see people being like oh it never happened like with Sandy Hook the conspiracy theories or like stuff like that. Um, I can deal with having indirectly inflicting that pain and further traumatizing someone. I get that online. That's also why um, I have a a, a team that um, moderate my comment section too, to make sure that people are, you know, not being disrespectful in the comments, because it's not, it's not a case of um, censorship or anything, like, you're allowed to say whatever you want, and most of the time the comments do stay up, um, but sometimes if you're being just straight up disrespectful, it's just, it's not, it's not the place, take it somewhere else, like, not on my channel,
0: Right. That's fair. There's conspiracy theory videos out there that they can go comment that stuff on.
1: Exactly. And I mean, I've worked with um, family members and I know family members who have watched my coverage of their loved one's case and they have commented and like they've seen those kind of things. And I'm just hyper aware that, yeah, it may seem to you like nobody ever will see that comment, but people don't realize that Every comment has an impact behind it, and there's every possibility, especially on my channel, which is get gets a lot of uh attention um it's it's very likely that somebody who knows the victim could stumble upon that so we we try our best to uh ensure that they don't ever have to see those comments um because it's just not fair
0: yeah, no, I completely agree um And I think that's good uh, advice to know what topics, like, I should kind of maybe stay away from or, you know, cover.
1: Yeah, that's one of uh, of my big advice going back to that question earlier is when you've written your script, you've filmed your video, before you upload it, watch it through and think to yourself, if I were in the shoes of the victim's family and friends, what would I feel when I watch this video? You know?
0: Yeah, no, 100%. It's very um, important.
1: You have to be very empathetic, I think, um, and you can tell the people who don't do true crime for the right reasons just from watching their videos. You can tell. I think it's obvious. Because some people see true crime and like, oh, that's an easy way to get money.
0: I mean, it's not if you get monet- or demonetized it- all the
1: time. <laughs> right?
0: feel like it's like the least monetizable genre maybe on the platform maybe there's other that, ones
1: it's definitely one of them it's definitely i mean sex education i think is taking a big hit but um yeah i definitely think true crime is one of the least desirable it's also one of the most difficult ones to get started in um difficult ones to get out there because it's not like you can clickbait. no definitely not exactly it is one of the, the most supportive communities there is. So, um, cause we're all, we're all working towards a common goal.
0: Right. I think at the end of the day, it's important and it's definitely, you know, better off to have a voice for those people that lost their voices.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Silence is violence. Oh,
0: I like that. You did a true crime collaboration over the summer last year. Do you think you'll ever do yeah, that again? Yeah, true crime.
1: Yeah. Uh... We might next year. We might next year, um, but in a different way. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm all about, and I mean, you know this, I'm all about uplifting people um, and giving back. Because, you know, it's not a competition and uplifting people. And if you can get more cases out there, then it can only be good. Um, so I, I want to do another Summer of True Crime next year, um, but in a different way. I nice. think there's a lot of things that I learned from that one.
0: Uh, it's also really disorganized. <laughs> I'm trying to collaborate with some of the smaller creators in the community. you know, just organizing them is definitely.
1: yeah I mean I how I don't even know how many videos I did in that, but I I was working with like I'd say like close to 20 different creators across the world. yeah on slow internet. <laughs> <laughs>
0: going all the way up it the was, mountain uh, to upload
1: right and I was filming it was a like ridiculous amount of videos I was filming like three or four videos like every two days is what I had to do to like keep on t- I didn't sleep and it, by the end of it I was like I, I need a holiday so we went to LA so that's <laughs> awesome I love LA me too I mean some parts are great, some parts you're just like...
0: Not the greatest.
1: Do you know what I mean? It's the same with every town, every city.
0: Yeah, I went uh, to LA when I went to VidCon, and so we went great. to Anaheim, and then went mm. to Disney, we went to, I think, Universal? Oh, I went to Disney.
1: Right? Oh, I went to Universal too. I loved Universal. It's so hot though. I also went to um, something Berry Farm. Can't Knott's Berry Farm? It. Knott's Berry, there you go. Yeah, I, I went. we went there and it, it was an interesting experience. Um it felt very problematic. Um but then we went to uh to to Taco Bell, So that it was a good conclusion of the
0: day. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Is there any um channels that you've never collabed with that you would like to collab with in the future? You Thanks.
1: I'd love to collab with you in the future. Um there's some channels that I have collabed with that I want to collab with again, like Mufundu Nadala. See she's from South Africa. Yeah, we're gonna I do a collab. I love her content so much. Well, here's a here's a little bit of tea. Don't 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 tell anyone guys, but we might we might be doing something this month. Shh. Um and I love to work with Gabulosis again. I think that'd be fun. Uh, but I don't really pay attention it's difficult because i don't really pay attention to true crime when i'm not working i mean i watch documentaries literally 24 7 j- i've been binge watching unsolved mysteries which did you know that they put in face false information
0: that's like, how i started seven. talking to fine, fine. gabby <laughs> oh really
1: <laughs> yeah i've been trying to play a game of guess the false information
0: <laughs> <laughs> i preferred the original i tried watching it and i was like
1: the original is far better, um, but it was pretty good. I, I watched the UFO episode; that one was crazy.
0: Ooh, I'll have to check that one out because I do like.
1: I think it's episode six.
0: That kind of stuff.
1: It's pretty intense. Um, I do. I love a good alien. This I is one I just, this, what this what is, is documentary, documentary on, on Netflix, Netflix, which is fire? um no, it's it's a documentary and it came out maybe last year and um. I'll have to find it because they didn't promote it anywhere. But it's people who worked at, like Era Fifty One or worked in the government who came together with all this information, and it was like insane. Like they was like, "Well, I can't confirm or deny, but there might be a base on the dark side of the moon," and like all this kind of crazy stuff. Like the government knows about aliens and like, you, you I'll, I'll find it and I'll send you it because. I watched it like I was waiting for my video to upload, and I work through the night sometimes. Um, so it was like five o'clock in the morning, and I was like shattered, and I was waiting for my video to upload so that I could, you know, do everything else that I needed to do with it before I went to sleep. And uh, I was, I put it on, and I was like, "What is going on? This is insane! Why aren't people talking about this?" So no, I'll definitely, <laughs> I'll try and find out what it is and send it to you.
0: Yes, please. I, I am definitely interested. I love Alien stuff i'll send
1: it to you after this after we finish recording this so you can quickly put it in because i'm sure people listening would love
0: to (laughs) they don't get to know sorry it's a secret (laughs) (laughs)
1: top secret area 51 area
0: 51 exactly (laughs) (laughs) what are you more afraid of failure or success and why
1: that's a difficult question can i can i say i'm not afraid of either
0: oh yeah of course and tell me why
1: well Because, I mean, I used to be afraid of failure, but I think, uh, as everyone tends to do, you learn the lesson that failure is the root of success. And without failure, you can't have success. Because with failure, you can look back and grow and educate and learn yourself from those experiences and become a better person. So I always approach failure with positivity. And I think I approach a lot of things with positivity. Um, And it's just, I, I have this view where, you know energy like as science says can't be destroyed but it can be changed so this negative energy from failure you can you have the power to change that into something positive and um you know learn from that so i've never i'm not afraid of failure because it just gives you a chance to to learn and i love learning education is key and i mean success i mean it depends on your your uh, definition of success because everyone's definition is is inherently different different from uh, from one another but i mean my definition definition of success is to uh, to i don't know have a nap <laughs> <laughs> i mean i feel like my definition of success is really rooted more in my connection with other people rather than arbitrary stuff like having money in the bank and stuff that's good i think so long as i'm around people that i love that's successful
0: good good
1: success isn't being bill gates or being like a billionaire or like everyone is successful in their own ways and life isn't a competition and if you keep thinking that life is a competition you're just gonna get yourself down all the time so what's the point? Change that energy change that energy into something positive redefine your concept of success
0: I think as long as there's growth and you can personally see the growth then you're succeeding I think for me like exactly making stuff and making content that I love that I get to do if, if my version of success would be just doing what I love full-time and that's YouTube um, and oh I love time. if I can pay the bills then I'm doing it that's like all I want I don't care if it's like tons and tons and tons of money I don't want that I just want bare minimum success is I can quit my day job and do what I love to do and that's create that's inform that's educate and You know, if it works out, then it works out. And if it doesn't, then it's a great hobby. Exactly. So long as you have fun along the way, that's all that counts. All right. In one word, describe how you're feeling right now.
1: Oh, I almost just said gay. Oh, Christ. (laughs) Uh, I'm, you know, I'm... Oh, let me think. I haven't got a big vocabulary, you know? I can barely say words as it is. Tired.
0: Valid. Very valid. You're a workaholic, so...
1: I'm, well, I'm only tired because um, because I haven't had a coffee yet or a cup of tea. Isn't it like 6 <laughs> Is o'clock six for you? O- half 6pm. Yeah, but the thing, right, I woke up at like 11am. It's a weekend, by the way, guys, so like, let me chill. People, you know what? When I, people actually come for me when I'm like doing things like, like that, that isn't, isn't to do with YouTube. YouTube. They're like, why aren't you working? Where's the next video? I'm like, what? D- I have a live. <laughs> let me, let me vibe. <laughs> on um but no anyway um i woke up at 11 which you know is fairly standard for me um best part about re- re- running your own is you can wake up wherever you want um so i woke up and then my mum came in and was just talking about because she got a new phone and stuff and then my brother's leaving today but he was hungover because he got really drunk last night Ugh, a scandal uh and we watched hamilton last night so all i think when i woke up was like about hamilton Uh. (laughs) i'm pretty sure i dreamed about hamilton uh anyway (laughs) but yeah and then i took my medication the thing with my medication is sometimes it just makes me really really tired um which i guess i should probably take it at night but sometimes it doesn't make me tired it makes me like you know energetic so i think so it's a difficult balance so i took a nap um and i'm still tired but i napped and stayed in bed and then my printer came which is good. So I went and got that and brought it up. Um, and that, I've really not done much today. This is why I don't really work. Until, I don't start working until after dinner. Because then I can work undisrupted.
0: I like that. Yeah, for me, I have three people that live with me. So I have to have very specific timings when I'm filming. Well, the the, I'm, the beautiful thing,
1: I'm so excited to move to this new house. Because like, once... once I'm there, I'm moving in with not only my best friend, but someone who works with me and is on my team. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be such a productive atmosphere to get so many things done. Like we're having a dedicated filming room and then an office next door with all the stuff. Right, it's the dream. That but, is
0: literally the dream. Uh, my friend Lucy, me, and her want to like move in together at some point in our lives, and I'm like, um, you know, my boyfriend probably will be pissed by it. Whatever, <laughs> just it. all live together, and I, it's fine. You know,
1: you know what I say about boys? Screw them. They're they're, they're not they're worthless. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I I I don't know why, but at the moment I have this mentality of I don't have time for a relationship right now. There's just a lot of energy you know <laughs> maybe not but like there are just a lot of time and like you have to i mean they're good though they have them. their, their there's obviously good <laughs> and
0: bad in every relationship but overall mine's pretty good so right i like that uh, i mean
1: i was in a relationship at the, i was in a relationship at the start of this year mm-hmm. and i just found myself so distracted from creating content so i was like you know what i'm not until i'm in a much better environment than I'll you know I never go chasing I don't have any of the apps I don't go chasing for a relationship but they just tend to happen it kind of just falls into my lap I'm like okay then (laughs) that's literally
0: how me and my boyfriend got together was it like I wasn't looking for him and I wasn't even interested in him at first and then I don't know he just kind of won me over he like didn't reply to my text one night and I was like oh god I like him I'm missing him. I want him to reply. I still miss my ex, but it's just not the right time at the moment. And
1: if you're listening, hi, text me. <laughs> I'm kidding. Don't text me. I mean, you can if you want. Love you.
0: What is a compliment? What title would you give this chapter of your life?
1: Josh trying to find a house. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, I've been in this, in this state of like moving for four years. I've been trying to move For four whole years straight. Um, And I've just been stuck in this state of not sure what to do next. Not sure what's happening with my life. Like, you know, that's... What's it called? Limbo?
0: It's called a midlife crisis when you're 21.
1: I would call this new beginnings, I guess. I love that. A fresh start.
0: A fresh start. Yeah, I think that's perfect.
1: A fresh start, brackets, finally. There you go. I
0: love it. I love it. Emoji. Which emoji?
1: (laughs) All the (laughs) emojis. Every single one of them.
0: (laughs) I have a couple of viewer questions, if you don't mind. Cute. So um, I don't know how to pronounce any of these ads, for the record, but I will butcher them as much as I can and just put a screenshot in when I do the video. Gene <laughs> Nelly, uh, it's G E E N E L L Y Y. Janelly.
1: Oh, G Nelly. It's it, it's a uh, G G is a is a YouTuber in the UK. Perfect but she's not, that would, that would be a account, I think.
0: They ask, what is your favorite thing about your channel itself?
1: Um, that I never feel alone.
0: Aw, that's really sweet, I love that. It's cute. Jaw G Stan asks, how would you feel if you told yourself six years ago where you are now? Like, How do you think the past you would respond to where you're at now?
1: I would say no.
0: <laughs> no <heart.
1: laughs> No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I definitely wouldn't believe it. I mean, I've def. I. I it's just not. So- I. I just still don't believe it that I'm a YouTuber now. It's a bit weird. Like it's a bit. It's a. It's like a weird fantasy. It's a weird f- like it's something you dream of when you're a kid, isn't it?
0: It really is. I mean, well, I've well, wanted to do you, YouTube since I was since like I was teenager, fifteen. I, I think was when I first started doing uploads on YouTube.
1: Oh, love that! But yeah, I. I would. I would be like, oh my gosh, where is your plaque? And I'd say, well, I'm still waiting for YouTube to send me the email with the code in. So YouTube, at YouTube, come on, don't be shy. Give me the link. Give me the plaque. (laughs) Otherwise, I'll come down to YouTube HQ and give you a slap.
0: (laughs) Nice to know Ella asks, do you prefer having a beard or having no beard?
1: You know, it depends on what mood I'm in. <laughs> the only reason ever that I so I only ever shave when I film. Um sometimes like for a period I didn't shave when I was filming and then people were like, Oh my god, he's got a beard. And I was like, my hair grows so fast that it I just get a beard like after like three days. So Oh my
0: god.
1: <laughs> it's just a constant, it's just a constant. I'm in a constant state of having a beard and no beard. At the moment I have a beard because I have filmed all week.
0: That's funny. Yeah, I I prefer beard personally. That's my vote, but Right.
1: But also I feel like sometimes having a beard makes me look like a nonce, so I'm not A what? A, a nonce.
0: This is some British slang you're giving it's... me again. Oh.
1: oh, it means uh P E D O P H I L L. I can't spell that word. I don't know. What you it's what say. Shane Dawson is. It's ah, what Shane Dawson is.
0: Ah <laughs> That went over my head so quick goldfish joshua oh. asks
1: I love goldfish joshua her name's erin she's an icon Aaron is the legendary best. love you erin
0: um, if you could collab with any youtuber who doesn't cover true crime cases who would it be and why
1: I have a long list I would love to work with Elba I'd love to work with James Marriott I'd love to work with George that's Mimulus Angelica
0: I would love to see a collab of you and Angelica
1: it would just be us spilling the frickin' tea. I'm actually such an opinionated person, like, offline.
0: <laughs> I have, like, a trouble share- sharing my opinion, but then, like, when I'm on camera, it's, like, word vomit. Everything just comes out.
1: <laughs> I just s- spill the tea, sis.
0: Aim BB? <laughs> I don't know. A-I-M underscore B-E-I-B-I asks, what... Has having this channel uncovering these cases changed for you?
1: I feel like I have a purpose, right? I think everyone goes around like through their teenage years, just aimless, and then like after you leave school, you're like, I don't know what to do, and you're just trying to find that purpose because everyone wants to find the meaning for life. It's like a basic human like desire is to figure out why the why you're here, and I feel like it's one of my purposes. I don't think it's going to be my purpose forever and i don't see youtube being my job or something that i do forever um but i think it's definitely for the next period of my life the next chapter is definitely what my purpose is
0: that's good i i hope to feel that way soon
1: (laughs) you definitely will your channel's great
0: Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. The last viewer question, um, and the question that's on everyone's mind, is at Holly is underscore is not cool asks, will you be making merch anytime soon?
1: I cannot confirm or deny.
0: Okay. Totally fine. <laughs>
1: that's all I have to say. That's all I'm allowed to say. So maybe, maybe not. Cannot uh, confirm nor deny. You cannot confirm. No comment. You can probably guess from what I'm saying.
0: The comment is, uh, yeah. Kind of there. (laughs) Besides your main channel and your kind of relaunch of your second channel, do you have any further releases or anything else that you do that you want to share or any secret projects you want to tease? We
1: are working on some big stuff at the moment. Uh, It's what we've been doing most this week. Um, I say I've been on a break, but really I I, I have been working on about a thousand different business calls. we we're, we're working on some pretty cool projects coming for the rest of the year. Um some things I can't say yet. Um two of them are happening this month. One of them's happening next week. Um so yeah, I don't know when this podcast is going live, but as of recording this,
0: next week um, Wednesday. from yes.
1: Wednesday of next week, um there'll be an announcement, so you know, that's what's coming. Um and then there's another one happening this month as well, but I can't I can't talk about that one yet because I signed a thing
0: (laughs) I love it Um, Is is there anything else That we didn't cover that you want to say To those listening
1: Thank you in general Just thank you comma general to everyone For your constant support And love and Not cancelling me For being an idiot on twitter all the time
0: (laughs) Well I think that's all the time and questions That I have for now Um, This has been incredible, and I really can't thank you enough to be doing this with me on my podcast. If you want to check out Joshua Miles, you can follow him at It's Joshua Miles on Twitter and Instagram, or on his YouTube channel, which was recently re-channelized to youtube.com slash Joshua Miles YT. Was it? Yeah, it says that now.
1: I didn't know that. I don't pay attention to things like that. I checked it like three times just to make sure. It used to be youtube.com slash the JJ club because that's what we made when I was like 10 with my friends. There was like three of us and our initials were JJ and A. So we're like, oh, let's have a club. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Um, It's been fun. It's been a fun conversation. Subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already and hit that bell icon so you can be notified every single time a new podcast episode is uploaded. Don't forget to follow LG over on Twitter. Leave a comment down below. letting me know what you. I'm letting us know what you thought about this video. Um, and if you don't, then you know I'm going to come to your house and slap you. So you better do that. I'm joking. Don't don't. I won't come to your house because coronavirus. But after coronavirus, you better watch out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, perfect. Well, guys, that is all I have for you on this episode of the podcast. If you enjoyed this video, don't forget to give it a thumbs up, subscribe so you never miss another episode, and comment down below if there's anybody else that you would like me to interview from the true crime community. I'd love to hear who you want me to have on my podcast next. This was such a fantastic conversation and I really enjoyed spending some time with Joshua and I hope you guys enjoyed it as well. Thank you so much for coming by checking out the channel. And if you haven't yet already, don't forget to hit subscribe so you'll never miss another episode. And with all that, I will see you the next time we go behind the yellow line. Goodbye.